Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Troy Bond with the Raven Institute of Ministry and Biblical Studies. And we're here on a great Monday morning with you today that the Lord has made. And it's time to arise, shine, for the light is coming, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. If you're joining us for the very first time, this is the Raven Institute of Ministry and Biblical Studies. It's a ministry affiliation of uh, Raven Ministries International. And if you're looking at one of our uh, websites or you're wondering where you come on to, we're doing an expository teaching right now on the book of Romans. We're glad that you joined us. We're actually going to be in the book of Romans, the fifth chapter today, uh, looking at verses 8 and 9. If you're thinking I came in late, uh, never fear. We've got these classes recorded in MP3 format, but you can go back and actually look at them later by going to uh, www.biggrace.com and clicking on Raven Institute, and uh, you can go and get all 50, Amen. 50 classes. We did our landmark 50th class, Pastor Sam, this past uh, Friday, I guess it was, and uh, we've been studying this since, I, bet, I believe, the middle of, of May. I made the comment, you know, if you do a Bible study in just a typical church format, that's a year's worth of Amen. Wednesday That's night exactly services, right. and we've we've covered that in just a short amount of time. So, uh, really, it's been exciting. Appreciate you guys that are being here, and you're probably wondering some of you guys. And I got I got a new sidekick here, somebody uh, riding shotgun for me this morning. This is Pastor Sam Krogan. Pastor Sam heads up Raven East Coast out of Hanover, Pennsylvania. Him Amen. and his wife Lucy, and son Josh and daughter Megan are here in the city visiting for a few days, and so he's going to be with me today and tomorrow. For the Raven Institute, so glad to have Pastor Sam here today. Uh, also, want to thank you guys. I mentioned last week, uh, uh, just asking you to pray for my grandmother. My grandmother, 101 years old, and she was actually born during the uh, Azusa Street Revival in Los Angeles. But she went to be with the Lord early Sunday morning. And what's interesting, Pastor Sam, is my grandmother was born on a Sunday morning. Amen. You know, June 17th, in 1906, was a Sunday, and she went to be with the Lord on a Sunday. And so. You know, she she came in on a, on a Sabbath day, and she went to her eternal rest on another Sabbath day. And, you know, she lived a long life, and, uh, you know, I, I was believing for her. Whether she was 101 or uh, 81 or whatever, I was believing for her healing up until That's that right, moment. And, uh, but now she's with, with the Lord Jesus, and the Lord says to be absent from the body, she's in the presence of the Lord. And obviously, she lived a very long, very, very long life. Not many centurions out there in, in our families. But I praise God for that. And I was, so we will not have a class this coming Wednesday. So we'll have today uh, and tomorrow. Then I'll do Thursday actually from Texas. And so we'll have a, a live class from Texas. And Friday I'll be right back here before I leave for New Orleans. So Wednesday this week we will not have class because I'll actually be traveling and doing a funeral in Texas for my grandmother. But good to have you guys. Pastor, open us in prayer. Uh, pray for today's service and pray for our list. We have a list of people that we pray for that are sick. And we don't get to call them by name. Uh, on our morning classes, but God knows their name. So we're going to be praying for healing. It's believing God for miracles for them. And just pray for God's direction for us this morning. Amen. Amen. Father, we come before you this morning. Our Heavenly Father, we lift you up today, Father, for you are greater than all things, Lord God. And we just give you all honor and praise today, Father God, for this is the day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, we just come before you right now, Lord God, and we just pray over this this lesson today, Father, this study. We just ask, Lord God, that you would open our hearts, Lord God, and that you would pierce our hearts and our minds with your word today, Father. 
Father, we just we know that you are greater than anything we could ever go through, Lord God. And we we sometimes we struggle from day to day with our own situations, Lord God. But we know that if we turn to you and we turn to your word, Lord God, you can fill us with all that we need, Lord God. We just come before you right now, Lord God, and ask today that you would fill us, Lord God. Fill us with your word, Lord God. Fill us with everything that we need, Lord God, so that we can accomplish those things that you've called us to do. Father, we pray for those that are on our prayer list, Lord God. For those that need a healing, Lord God. We come before You right now and ask for Your hand to be upon them, Lord God. For Your Word says that by His stripes we are healed, Lord God. And we know that because Your Word says it, we stand upon it and we believe it, Father God. And we just pray, Lord God, right now that as all the saints are coming together all around this country and all around this world, Father God, in agreement, Lord God, that Your healing would go out to each and every one. We just pray right now, Father God, that You would touch those that are in fine financial need, Lord God, that you would provide every financial need that they have, Lord God. We pray, Father God, for those that need a touch in their relationships and their families, Lord God. We just pray, Father God, that you are Jehovah Jireh, you are our provider, Lord God, and that you would provide every single need that each and every person on this list has, Lord God. We just pray, Father God, we know that your hand can go far beyond what we could ever imagine, Lord God. You say that your hand stretched as far as the east is from the west, Lord God, and we just pray. Lord, that you would touch each and every person, Lord God, at their point of need so that they would be supplied, Father God, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, we just pray today, Lord God, as we are here today, joined together, Father, in your Spirit, God, that your Spirit, Father God, would just touch each and every one of us today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. <clears throat> you know, we got Pastor Sam. We have a lot of international uh, people that are coming down though. These uh, later in the time frame's a little bit different, so they'll come into the, uh, the scene later. But we've got pastors. Uh, uh, that'll come in from Africa and Pakistan and different places like that and download these messages. Folks, what's exciting about this is, you know, especially with Pastor Sam here sitting here and we're utilizing this venue of the Internet. Actually, we met via the Internet, yes, we did. what was it, 12 years ago? About 12 years ago. About then, yes. 12 years ago, we met in a Christian chat room. Amen. You guys were just really coming to Christ That's and right. God just calling you to, to preach the gospel. We began to have right. conversations through... Uh, Email and through a chat room mm-hmm. and occasional conversations, right. and actually met for the first time face to face two weeks before Hurricane Katrina wiped exactly. out New Orleans. Exactly right. We were living and working there in New Orleans. You guys came down and spent a week with us, and uh, after we went home, uh, we got wiped out by her and had a great right. time of, of ministry there as a result of that. But but folks, if you're if you're wondering really the impact of this type of ministry and ability. This gentleman sits here, and the work that they're doing in, in Pennsylvania and in Baltimore and, and through the, the East Coast is really a testament of the ability to do this. Amen, that's right. And I think about Raven Ministries and when it got started. You know, people, it, it got started, and really people recognized it because we were out, you know, feeding the hungry and out on the streets of New Orleans or Los Angeles, wherever it was, doing those type of things. But this aspect of it is really the equipping aspect. Because in order to evangelize nations, if you didn't uh, know, uh, RAVEN is an acronym for Restoring the Vision and Evangelizing Nations. But before you can evangelize uh, nations, you've got to restore the vision. Amen, that's right. And so it's very much an equipping ministry. And so we're here today really in obedience to Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. That, uh, he's given some apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Right. 
And so while we do those things, Pastor Sam is also, he pastors a church called River of Life Fellowship there in Hanover that, that he planted, what has it been? Almost four years. Almost four years. Is it February four years? February. February uh, of 2008 be four years. And so it's an equipping ministry. And you know, what started out is a vision in your heart right. that you caught a hold of. Now it's tra- you got a son that's, in, that's going to Mission Baltimore that's in right. Baltimore, Maryland, training to, to, to be a missionary, training for the ministry. Right. And it's birthed out of those type of things. And you've got other people that are in your church. You're going out and winning people into the kingdom. Amen. And so what we're doing here, folks, is really equipping for the work of the ministry. And I've said this time and time again. If you just come and you set in for 50 lessons or whatever it is, just so you'll have some Bible knowledge and you, and you don't do anything with it, Rather than that being a testimony for you, that will testify against you right. on the day of judgment. James tells us not just to be hearers, but to be doers of the word. Otherwise, we're, we're deceived. And folks, we don't want to further the deception. And so we don't want to further you just knowing something and being able to have something to use against someone or, or being able to say, well, you know what, I, I, I went to a Bible study or I went to a, a class and, and read some things, so that makes me okay. Right. No, what this is for is to put a tool in your hand that way that you can go out and equip some. Amen. That it's not limited to he and I or the Raven team or your pastor. You've got a responsibility as an ambassador for Christ and a minister of reconciliation. Right. What our desire to do, this is to do is to, is to light a fire and to become contagious as Christians Amen. for you and allow that word to get into you that you can get it that, that you get into that word that that word gets into you that you can spill out into a darkened world. Your world may not be the streets of York, Pennsylvania or inner city Baltimore. They may not be New York or or, 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 or Daytona Beach or Los Angeles, California. The world that, that God has put you in at this particular time may be your neighborhood. It may be those people in your work place. But still yet, the, the message is always the That's same. Right. Amen. Have you not seen that, Pastor? Yes, I have. And you know what, Pastor, the scary thing is the Word of God says that you know what you're supposed to do and then you do not do it. That is sin. It's sin. And, and what's and, the wages of sin? And we're trying to equip people now, so we're giving them, we're telling them what they're supposed to do, showing them in the Word of God what we're supposed to do. And if they don't go and do it, then they're in sin. We are outfitting them with the, the armor of God, sword of the Spirit, that they can go out and, and take down some opposition Amen. for the kingdom of God. And, and folks, really, I hope that you take these things and you begin to, to, to utilize those things for the kingdom of heaven. And uh, Pastor, it kind of gets you up where we're at this morning. In our, in our previous uh, class, we dealt with verses 5 through 7, obviously. And let me give, I'm going to give a little summarization this morning as we kind of dive into the, the next phase of our teaching. And so basically, 5 through 7 just basically tells us we have a hope in Jesus that will not let us down. Amen. We've witnessed that. We've seen it in our own lives. It's a hope that was not poured into our hearts by... It was, it was a hope that was poured into our hearts by that agape love of God uh, for us that is not measured by the inherent value of the one receiving the love, but is instead measured by the character of the one demonstrating the love. And that's the, that's the unique characteristic about God. We love people. You know, you and uh, uh, Lucy have been married 20 years. Amen. I'm sure when you first met Lucy, what attracted you was... Hey, she sure is a beautiful Amen. woman. You Amen. know, she's attractive to me. And what can Amen. she do for me? Right. And so it was. You were looking and you were thinking of the benefit that she can bring for them. Now, uh, you know, if Lucy would have walked in and maybe she would have had a ward on her nose and on, riding on a broomstick, chances are I wouldn't be sitting here using her as an example That's of right. your wife. That's right. Because there was nothing attractive about that. And see, but the same thing when Christ found us, brother. We were the one riding the broom with the water in our nose. That's right. And He still showed us that type of love. That's See, right. in the natural, we're always looking for those things that can bring some type of gratification to us. 
But folks, when God gave us that type of love, when He showed His love, when the love of God was shed abroad in our hearts, there was nothing attractive about us. That's right. We were wicked and we were, uh, we were enmity. We were that divisive. We had a hatred and a variance towards Him. But what the love of God is always measured is the value that He puts upon us based upon His character. Right. Right. And folks, really, that's what differentiates. And as, uh, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, he's, he's a God that was willing to give His life for us. It wasn't these, these uh, what do they call them, suicide bombers in the right. Middle East. That they get this promise that Allah says, if, if, you'll, if you'll do this, then I'll give you this. If you'll, if you'll die, then you promise it. Our God says, I'll die for you, and I'll give you those type of things. Right. And He's the only one. Muhammad never died for anyone. Uh, Christian never promised to die. Obviously, uh, uh, Muhammad never did. None of these, none of these ones desired any of the cult leaders. Joseph Smith. None of these ones uh, said they would die for anyone. Right. But Jesus Christ, he, he he gave his love and he brought a hope for us that was that agape type of love that we can have it, an unconditional type of love. Amen. And so, in, in this case, we're talking about the love of God he has for us that it was demonstrated by allowing his son Jesus to suffer a horrible death upon the cross of Calvary. This love or drawing or this demonstration is facilitated by the work of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. And he goes on to say, he describes, we lack the strength or the ability on our own to come to him. So instead he came to us and it was in due time. We talked about Friday about due time. It was precisely at the right moment. And this was further demonstrated through the life of Jesus when he came 4,000 years after the fall of mankind. But it was a time in history that was perfect. It was the it was the soonest time that all the elements were in place. There was the, the Roman Empire was conducive for the the, the, the widespread of the gospel. Right. The, there was a there was a uniform language. All these type of things were there, and so the gospel could go to the populace. He came and he died for the ungodly or those who did not know him or walk in accordance to his precepts. And what set this apart from all others is that it is rare for someone to give their life for a righteous person, but he gave his life. For the unrighteous right. person. He gave his, per, his life for literally the, the vilest of people. And he gave us the opportunity to know his love. And so that was really kind of a synopsis of those, those three verses. That, that we've got a hope. That we don't have to worry about it. That's right. That, that once we come to Christ Jesus, it's not something he's not going to let us down. He's not going to turn his back on us. But the good news is he found us in due time. Amen. And so we're, we are due time believers. That's right. You know, I know when he found me, and Pastor Sam's got a tremendous testimony of the things that, that God... Matter of fact, just take just a, about you know two minutes and just share how he found you in due time. Oh, brother, he found me in due time. There's no question about it. I was, a, I was an alcoholic. I've been an alcoholic since the time I was 13 years old. And wow. I, was a, I was a drug addict. I've been a drug addict since the time I was 15 years old. Hold on, brother. Drug addicts and alcoholics can't become preachers of the gospel, can they? Yes, sir, they can. Oh, they can. Okay. Yes, sir, Here's a testimony can. right here. Amen, because I'm no longer an alcoholic. Come I'm on. no longer a drug addict. I didn't have to go through any 12-step program or 13-step program. I went through the one-step program. That's right. I went through Jesus Christ. He came and He saved me and He delivered me. He didn't just... See, what, what people forget about is they think that the blood of Christ is good enough to save them, but it's not good enough to deliver them. Yes. Well, the same blood that was shed on the cross to save us will also deliver us. That's right. And not partially, completely. You see, He not only took it away, but He took the desires in my body, He took the desires in my in myself, the unholy things in me, He took them away. 
so that I no longer even desire those things. I was, I was not only infected with drugs and alcohol, but I was involved in, in pornography. I was involved in sexual addiction. I was involved in all kinds of stuff that most people don't even want to talk about. Right. And I don't talk about it on a normal basis, but it's my testimony. Yeah. And that's what the Lord God has done for me. He's taken those things away. He's cleaned my slate. Amen. He's just taken it all away and He's raised me up. And I'm holy and righteous now, not because of what I've done, but because of what He's done. Because of the blood of Christ that was shed on the cross. I am now holy and righteous. The Word of God says, be holy, even as my Father in heaven is, is right. holy. And, and I'm holy not because of me. I'm holy because of what He's done on the cross. Amen. Because of the love of God. Amen. Abroad in your heart. Amen. And at 28 years old, He finally got a hold of me. Wow. And He'd been chasing me for a long time, but I was running. And uh, when I finally surrendered, and when I surrendered all, Pastor, that's when He came in and took it all away. Because I finally got to a point, I said, you know what, I have nothing to lose. Yes. And I laid it all down. And when He came in, He just cleaned it all up. Cleaned it all up. He redeemed it. And He set me back. Back in the garden again. The monk where there was perfection. Because in, in His eyes, I'm perfect. But not because of me, but because, because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Pastor Sam, that was, you know, you were 28 years old. You just, just turned 41 this past Amen. weekend. Amen. And, you know, it was due time. Yes, it now, was. Now, you're looking at a life that was filled with all types of bondages. Amen. Sexual perversion, alcoholism, drugs, the whole Amen. nine yards. Now, it had to be due time for you because Amen. think about that. That was, what, 13 years ago? Yes, it was. Where would you have been today had not you had that due time experience? I'd either be in jail or dead. Or dead. Amen. Folks, I, I really say that to kind of uh, characterize the love that God has for us. He found you not in the place. You didn't say, okay, let me get detox, let me get cleaned yeah. up. Then he'll come to me. He found you really at the point of your need. Yes. And that's really what, what it's saying here in Romans chapter 5, verses 5 through 7. It's saying right there in the, in the midst of our need, there was a love that was not based upon you. Because I'm sure that you weren't a lovely person. No. That you lived for yourself, yes. you lived for the moment and everything that you could do Very for yourself. Selfish. Amen. I say that to characterize. Maybe you're there today. Maybe you're you're somebody that's struggling with one of those issues, and you're wondering about your to do time. Or maybe you've got a child, or you've got a spouse, or you've got a loved one that walks in those same type of bondages, and you're thinking, "Well, God, are, are you big enough for the drug addict?" <laughs> Folks, we we sit here giving testimony of that. And what's powerful about that, Pastor Sam, is and we've studied this that the, the testimony has no power until the testator is dead. That's right. And you can sit here and share that testimony because that's no longer who you are. That's right, amen. That, that's, that was, and and what, what testifies is that is that you've got some legs underneath. There's some time that says, listen, you can have some victory. Mm -hmm. that, that you don't have to say, well, I'm struggling. You don't have to have a bunch of coins in your pocket saying, okay, I'm one year clean. That's right. You don't have to have coins in your pocket because you've got the love of God shed abroad in your heart. Amen. Amen. And so it wasn't a, 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 a declaration of a circumstance. It was a transformation yes, of a life yes, that you have. And, and, and really, Pastor Sam's a, a classic example of that because uh, it, it just shows that God can find you. And, and listen, even at 28 years old, that's a rarity. Amen. Someone that lives that type of life, that I believe they say that the, uh, if you don't get saved before you're 18 years old, right. that there's an 80% chance that you never will come to Christ that's Jesus. Right. Uh, let alone 28 hooked on drugs and other types of bondages in your life except for the fact that he had a love 
It was not based upon you. Amen. It was based upon Him. That's right. It was based upon the character of Christ Jesus. And every single one of us here today have, have faced that. Maybe you, you don't have the same bondages or you have not having to go through the same struggles or the same issues in your life. But folks, listen, when we're apart from God, every one of us are in the same boat. That's right. But the good news is, once we come to Christ Jesus, Amen. the playing field is level, and He brings us to us. He said if you'll humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, that He'll lift you up. And He mm-hmm. gives grace to the humble. And it comes to that place where we say, God, you know what? I'm, I'm finished with myself. I'm on a destructive path of unrighteousness, and it, it is killing me. But God, today, I want to come to you. That's what the message, that's what the message of Romans is all about. That's right. We're talking about justification through faith. Mm-hmm. He came to you and said, I'll forgive you. That's right. He came to you and said, I'll deliver you. That's he right. came to you and said, I'll heal you. That's he right. said, I came to you and said, I-, I love you and I will change and transform your life and I will use you. And you know all you had to do is believe that. That's right. And folks, listen. If the same word for us, and we'll get into Romans chapter 10 in a few weeks, but he said if we'll just confess with our mouth That's and right. believe That's in our heart, right. Right. Jesus Christ and that God raised Him from the dead, we too can have His testimony. Amen. And that's what it's all about. This morning, we're going to examine a couple more scriptures, and we're going to be looking at Romans chapter chapter five, verses eight and nine. Verses eight and nine. And I'm going to read those to us, Pastor Sam. Really, these are really powerful because they they, they kind of underscore exactly what we're talking about this morning. But verses eight and nine says, "But God commended His love towards us." In thou, that we're, while we were yet sinners. Anybody been there? Been there, done that. It says that Christ died for us, but he says much more than. Brother, I love the much more than of the gospel. <laughs> much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Now, I want, I want to look at a couple. The first point that's made in verse 8. He said, but God commended his love towards us. You know, Pastor, we quote verses like, like John 6, 3, 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. And it's quoted so much, I think we lose the power of that verse. You know, people hold those placards up in stadiums. We forget, really, that's the summation of the gospel message. That God loved us, that God commended His love for us, that, 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 that if we'll just believe upon Him, we'll not perish. What does that tell us? That tells us that prior to believing... We were perishing day That's by right. day. That's right. You may not have been perishing in drug addiction, or you may not have been perishing in alcoholism, or anything like that, but you were you were perishing day by day, and, and probably did not even know it. But I love the remainder of that thought in verses 17 through 21. It says this. It says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Mm. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. That's right. And so it shows the position that we were in prior to Him. Because He has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come in the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practices evil, hates the light, and does not come to light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in the sight of God. Brother, something the Lord was showing me is that the love of God, we talk about that agape love. We talk about the love of God that came to your life right. when you were 28 years old. It's kind of like an X-ray machine. Yeah. And we got all these things. We have all these things we want other people to think about us, to see, and you want to function. Now, now brother, I want to say this too. You know, when you think of, when we think of alcoholics, we think of drug addicts, mm-hmm. we think of people bound in perversion, we think of somebody in a cardboard box in some back alley. 
Now, now, brother, you weren't living in a cardboard box. No, I wasn't. In some back alley. No, I wasn't. What, what were you doing? I had a job, full-time job. Had a full-time job. Had a house. Had two cars. You know, had family, wife, two children, and uh, I was a I was a functional alcoholic. I was a functional drug addict. And many times I was functional because my wife would kick me up out of bed. But right. But I was functional. In so much as you could be functional in right. that situation. Amen. Amen. And uh, it was just, I don't know, it was just, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely crazy the lifestyle I was living. But I wasn't on the street. I wasn't, I wasn't homeless. I wasn't poor. I wasn't hungry. I had food on my table every day. You know, but... God comes to all who are in need. Right. The extra not just, king. That's right. Not just not just the hungry person, not just the homeless person, but he comes to all who are in need. Well, folks, I say that because so many times when we think of situations and really heavy duty bondages that, that can be they'll take your life. Yeah. Literally yeah. any one of those situations that you were in in and of themselves could have taken your life. That's right. You know, there's people that, that we minister to that, that later on they've lost their life due to alcoholism. They've lost their life to drugs. They've lost, lost their life to, to some type of sexual disease, AIDS or whatever else that's so prevalent in this day and age. Mm -hmm. Any one of those things could have taken your life. Right. But God, right. that's who exactly is rich right. in mercy, Amen. came right. and found you. And so folks, we look at the, the light of God's Word and, and that light that His love was commended towards us, that, that He came and He illuminated our situation. That, that God loved us to such a degree. Too easy we think to ourselves, well, I'm functioning. I'm getting by. I'm going to church. Right. Or I'm doing these things. Folks, listen, we can do those type of things and still be in bondage. We can do Amen. those type of things. We can work the job, have the family, and, and still be dead. Now, maybe your situation isn't as, as, as grievous or doesn't seem as, as, as dangerous as, or as, a, or as a sudden, uh, that could bring sudden destruction upon you and that, as, as that type of lifestyle. But folks, listen, it's appointed that a man wants to die and then the judge That's right. There's people every single day uh, uh, that die. There's athletes that they're finding right. all of a sudden. Professional athletes that right. died on basketball courts, mm -hmm. on the football fields, Amen. from heart attacks. There's these people in these, these professional wrestling that are dying right, right and left because That's of right. certain type of things that are happening. Life. Folks, we don't ever know. That's right, we don't. But the key is to get ready and get right Amen. right now and allow the light of God's Word to do it. And so it, it really it serves like an x-ray. There's these things on the outside that most people looking at us, they would think that we're functional. Man, you know what? That old Sam Crowley, he's got a job, he's doing good, he's making money. He's, he's got his own home, he's got a, a nice, you know, that nuclear family. Right. But when the light of God's Word hits you and the, the conviction power of the Holy Spirit, it, it eliminated the, the, the superficial right. elements and it showed who you really were. Yes, it did. And it showed the heart and the brokenness that you really experienced. Amen. That the people didn't see because you had your game face on during the day. Right. That's right. But what about the time when you were in, you were in the dark and you were all alone and the yeah. adversary would come and he would torment you yeah. and, and you wondered to yourself, God is it? Is 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 and did probably didn't know how to how to call out to God? But literally, is this life even worth living? Right. It, it, all I have to hope for is my next fix or or, or my next bondage or whatever else. But God, right? Who is rich in mercy? Amen. And I called out so many times to him in, in the midst of my addiction, in the midst of my drunkenness, in the midst of my high. God, if you just take this away from me now, I'll never do it again. Yeah. You know, if you just get me through this one night, I'll never do it again. If you'll get me off of this toilet tonight, I'll never do it again. But I 
I was bound to those things. And I couldn't get rid of them. And even though I cried out the next day, my cry went from being to God to being to the next high. Yeah. And I, I gave up what I had just cried out for the night before. And so many of us are like that. Whether we're addicted to drugs or alcohol or pornography or we're just living a destructive lifestyle instead of a constructive lifestyle, we, 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 we cry out to God at one moment and then the next moment we give it all back for the things that we just gave up. Pastor, what was the turning point? What was the turning point? <laughs> I just I knew there was more to life. Mm-hmm. I knew there was more to life than just the next time. I knew there was more to life than than being who I was. There was more to it. I just knew it. I I, I didn't know God. I'd gone to church as a kid, but no, they, nobody taught me who Jesus was. Nobody taught me about salvation. Nobody it was a taught name. me the power. It was just that was a, behind it, right? It was just a, a name. character and a book. Amen. Amen. But I just I knew there was something else. Something was drawing me, and I knew there was something bigger than me, and I needed that. Yeah. You know, I, everything in my life was 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 going the the hell in a handbasket, so yeah. to speak. You know, my wife my wife had planned for a year on ways that she could have me killed and make it look like an accident. And, and my kids they hated me because I was like you said before selfish. Everything was focused on me. I didn't care about anybody else. I hated people. And I just I got to the point where I knew there was something more it had to be right because I was I felt like I was living hell mm-hmm. on a daily basis and just knew that there had to be more and when I got to that point where I knew there had to be more in my heart I finally cried out to God yeah not from here but from here I cried out to God and I said please help and when I did that I gave him my heart he came rushing in. And when he flooded in, the hmm. light came in and all the darkness went out. It exposed it to what it was. Amen. And folks, Amen. really that's what it comes down to. You know, Ephesians five thirteen and 14 says, All things are ex- that are exposed are made manifest that's by right. the light. That's right. For whatever things are made manifest are light. Therefore, he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ Amen. will give you life. Brother, wasn't that you? That was I mean, me. you were asleep in your that sin, but you were dead in those trespasses. That's right. But when that light, literally, when you, when through your, the act of your own will, that He hit upon you, and He hit upon you, and He hit upon The thing about God is He knows the thoughts and intentions of man's heart. Amen. And so those times that you were crying out, you were crying out to fix your situation. That's right. That's right. Not to change who you were. That's right. God, I feel guilty. God, I feel right. sick. God, right. I feel destitute. Get right. me out of my situation. Not Amen. God, come, come and change who I am. That's right. But as soon as you called out and you said, God, listen. I'm ready. I'm, I'm done. I'm at, right. I'm at the end of who I am. I'm at wit's end, as you've heard the cliche said. That's right. And he came in and boom, the transformation took place. That's right. Now, you haven't had to walk this life of one minute up and one minute the next. and no, Back in rehab. No, because who he sets free is free indeed. Is free indeed. Amen. Completely, folks. I believe it because I've seen it in my own life. I said, you sit here and you hear this testimony. You know, we we get these people. There's a gospel preached of bondage rather than freedom. That's right. 
And folks, we have a gospel in the blood of Jesus that comes and it's, it's commending His love towards us. It's that agape love It's that, that shows such a, a value upon us based upon God's own character. That's right. Not based upon what we've done, what we've thought, what we've said, or, or the hoops that we can jump through. And, you know, we, we see the light. And, and really this word that we're studying and that love that we see is, is, is the light of God. Now think about uh, John 1. This is a very familiar text. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and, and not without Him not anything was made that was made. And, and I love the next part. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. That's right. There was a life. Brother, there was no life in your life. No. But He I came in as life, and once you accepted Him, what happened? The darkness that you lived in, the darkness that you spoke, the darkness that was in your marriage, the darkness that was on your children, boom, supernaturally by the power of the blood of Jesus Amen. and by the testimony of His of that Word that became flesh, it began to bring an illumination. Amen. Amen. And so, no longer was there condemnation. No. But this is the kind men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Right. But once you begin to love the light, Amen. what happened? You said it began the, the junk and the garbage and the bondage began Amen. to get pushed out of your life. I felt alive. Yeah, the first time in my life. I really did. I mean, immediately, the moment that he came into my life, I knew everything was different. The moment that the love the of moment, God was shed abroad the moment, in my heart. Right. The moment I knew everything was different. Because I no longer had a desire to do those old things. Yes. I knew that Amen. I was different. I knew that there was that, that that I had died to myself. I didn't understand it at that point in time. But I knew that, 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 that the old stuff was gone. Because I no longer had a desire for those things anymore. Amen. You might have saw the same face in the mirror, but boy, you didn't feel Amen. the same life inside of beyond Amen. that surface. And brother, I didn't even see the same face in the mirror. Amen. I didn't. Because it wasn't, I wasn't the same person. Yeah. I was a totally different person. I mean, I went immediately from being a selfish person to being a servant. Yeah. I went from from loving self to loving God and loving others. I went from I went from death to life. Yes. Yeah, Pastor Sam, I, I say that because there's there, you know, you take the prevailing attitude in the professed church. Now, now here you are, full of self, that's what you walked in. But once you came to Christ, something changed. Amen. You, you not only became a recipient of life, but you became a bearer of life as well. That's right. And but there's there's a, there's a gospel that's so prevalent today that is is it's really just a, a continuation of self. Mm -hmm. It's self gratification. Exactly right. It's self pleasing. Right. It's it's self promoting. It's what can self get. I'm coming to God so I can do something for self. But He tells us that whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, but whoever loses his life for his sake will find it. And so you, you've obviously found life in Amen. that, Amen. but you only did it through laying it down. That's right. And who's the greatest in the kingdom? It's the servant, servant. of all. That's right. And Jesus said he came not to be served, but to serve, and that we have to follow his example. If anyone desire to be my disciple or can deny themselves, Right. Take up their cross and follow me or That's be right. that example of myself. Amen. It goes on to say in John 1, 7, it says that uh, there was a man sent from God whose name was John, the same for a witness, to bear witness of the light that the men through him might believe. You believed. Amen. He was not the light, but he sent to bear witness of that light 
that was the true light which lights every man that cometh into the world. Mm -hmm. So everybody's got a chance. That's right. There's a light that comes out whether you're in that back alley or whether you're 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 you're, you're in that office in that place. That's right. I don't know where you're at today. Maybe you're in that, that family. Maybe you're that, that, that housewife that's sitting there somewhere uh, listening to this today in your house. You're wondering, God, has God forgotten you? Does God see? He's going to find you wherever you're at. That's right. Maybe you're someone that someone's handed you the CD and you're listening to it or, or whatever mechanism that God has put this in your path. And you think, that, that light comes to all men. That's right. And perhaps this is the day that, this, that the light of God is coming to you. But furthermore than that, maybe God, maybe you have come to that light. But you've been restricted. You you put a, a bushel basket over that. You've restricted that. But God is telling you today, listen, I've given you that light not to become more inward. That's the way you were in the natural. But to, to have the testimony like Pastor Sam Krogan has, that listen, I walked in darkness and everything I did was about self. Don't let Christianity just be a trumped up version of who you were before. That's right. You know, when you work with the world, when you went to work, you, you desired to build riches for yourself, mm-hmm. to obtain things for yourself. Right. Folks, listen. He said don't lay up treasure yourself in mm-hmm. earth where moth and dust corrupt. Come on. Thieves break through and steal. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. That's right. And so if you think coming to Jesus is basically just to line your pockets or to give you more business connections or to get you in a bigger house or a finer car, go somewhere else for it. Because that's, that's right. not the Jesus that the Word of God preaches. That's right. He, he came that you can lay down your life. Does that mean that God won't take care of your needs? No, He promised that. He said you that's seek right. first His kingdom. Seek first His kingdom. Seek first His righteousness. Mm-hmm. Those things. He said, I know that what you have need of. He's going to supply all of your needs according to His that's riches right. and glory Amen. by Christ Jesus. But if that is the, the prevailing attitude of what can I get from Him... Listen, guys, all you're doing is trying to pass one type of selfishness off mm-hmm. for another. Exactly. And listen... He knows. He's, he's done the x-ray upon our heart, and we've been exposed. Now think about this. First John, we were in the Gospel of John uh, 1, 1 through 9. But look what First John 4, 7, and 8. And, and, you know, we talked about He is the true light. Now look what else it said. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Everyone that loves God is born of God and knows of God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. So think about this. Two, in these two verses, there's two things personified. Or, or two things that are tr- attributed to the person of Jesus. Number one, He is the light, mm-hmm. and He is love. love. That's right. Not that He does light, or He does love, mm-hmm. but He He's is good. light, and He is love. Right. And so if you think that you've got some enlightenment apart from Jesus, mm-hmm. you're walking in darkness. Amen. You are walking in a false light. If you think that you've got some type of love, or some type of, uh, of euphoria, or you've reached some type of... Uh, a place or, or, or some type of a thing that you've attained, this, this, this condition uh, of, of, of utopia apart from Jesus Christ, listen, you can't because those things are only personified and realized right. in Him. We Amen. seek those things in careers. We seek those things in relationships. We seek those things in a crack pipe or in, the, in, in a needle in our arm. Mm-hmm. We seek those things in, in achievement or the accolades of men. But folks, the only way you're going to get the illumination of who God is, the only way you're going to get the, the manifestation of the genuine love of God and that type of realization is through Christ right. Jesus. God commended His love towards us uh, that, that we could see the manifestation of those things. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question. Here's the question today. How do these things work together in formulating one quality? Okay, here we have light and here we have love. Those things have got to work together to formulate one thing. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to throw this statement out here and I want you to chime in on it. True love doesn't hide sin. True love exposes sin. Amen. 
Is, do, you, do you believe that's true? Absolutely. And Absolutely. so if it's a genuine love, that it shouldn't hide sin, it should expose sin. Amen. Why, why do you think that has to be the case, Pastor? Well, when I experienced true love, that's when I was finally ready and willing to confess it all and let it all come out. You know, because until I found true love, I wanted to hide it. I didn't want nobody to really know who I was. Even though I was an alcoholic, even though I was a drug addict, even though I was involved in all these things, you know, because it's darkness, you want to hide it. You yeah. don't want everybody all around you to know. You, you, you may let one person here or one person there that you confide in know about what's going on, but you don't want everybody to know. But when true love comes in, when the light comes in, you're willing to just let it all go. You're willing to confess it. You're willing to go get the help, whatever you need, mm -hmm. to let it go, to get it out of your life. Because the, once you see it for what it really is, you know, brother, I, I knew I was an alcoholic. I knew I was a drug addict. Yes. But I never saw it for the sin. I never saw it for the darkness that it was until the light and the love of God came in and exposed it, not only to everybody else, but also to myself. And when I saw what it was, I wanted to get it out. I'm going to make a couple statements to you from the Word of God. And, and relate, relate this in relationship to what we're seeing here in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. that, uh, that He commended His love towards us, that while we get sinners, Christ died for us. A couple statements. Number one, and we're talking about just that the true love doesn't hide sin. True love exposes sin Amen. for what it is. Amen. He that hides his sin will not prosper. That's exactly right. And open rebuke is better than secret love. Amen. Now, now how, how should that work out? If we hide our sin, we cannot prosper. But to openly rebuke is, is better than secret love. I say that because I heard a, a prominent television uh, evangelist uh, was being interviewed by uh, a noted uh, newsman. Mm -hmm. And the, the guy asked him, he said, so do you ever talk about sin or do you ever talk about hell? Mm -hmm. And he said, no, I don't. I try to keep it positive. Is that message that he's talking about, never talking about sin and hell, is it compatible with this gospel and no, with this not. love and this life that is personified in Jesus Christ? No, it's not. What, what is that? It's the denying of the gospel is what it really mm -hmm. is. Because it... Because if you're not willing to do what the gospel says, if you're not willing to live what the gospel says you should be living, and the, and the gospel says that we are supposed to correct and rebuke and teach by the word of God, if we're not doing, willing to do those things, what we're doing is we are denying the gospel of Christ. And when we deny the gospel of Christ, the word of God says that he will deny us before the Father. Wow, that's true. And, you know, and that word deny there, I did a study of that word deny in that scripture. And the word deny there means that he will be, he will be our accuser before the mm. Father. Which means if we deny Christ, if we're not willing to stand by this, if we're not willing to preach this, if we're not willing to share this with, with others, we're not willing to share these things, and we deny this by our own actions, by our own words, by our own opinions instead of his, then he will deny us. He will openly accuse us of our wrongdoings. So what's, let me get you right. What you're saying then is the one that said that, that if we have by, through faith in him, he'll be our mediator. Or he'll Amen. be our advocate That's in that right. same courtroom of That's righteousness. Right. That's right. But if we don't, he's going to be our that he'll, ex that he'll literally excuse himself from representing Amen. us in that court and he'll take the stand against us. Amen. Wow. Exactly right. And so, what's, so it is our responsibility as teachers of the Word of God, as, as believers, folks, 
is not to allow sin to be hidden. And he also says, if our gospel be hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost. Amen. It is our responsibility to shed this light. This light, right here. On their darkness. Not this opinion. No. Not this attitude. Or not this philosophy. But to take the word of God to that. I believe that's probably why Paul said, listen. He said, I just preach Christ and Him crucified. The power of God. Amen. And he said, I I don't drum it up with enticing words of men. Because otherwise that would make the cross of Calvary ineffective. None effect. It would not have any type of power or benefit in our lives. So we see that. And so, but what's interesting in in this whole thing about He commended His his love towards us. That while we were yet sinners. he, He said... It's, it's that word commend is present tense in that it means he continues to establish his love as the most striking manifestation of himself. Amen. That he commends. It's something that's continuous. That's right. Now, brother, I tell you what, nearer is my salvation than when I first believed. As, as sweet as it was 22 years ago, it's sweeter so yet sweet today. Amen. Why? Because it's a continuation. Right. It's almost like a building up and it's a deposit of that love and that love. At one time, I, I, he loved me. He drew me to himself because that I, I couldn't love him, but unless he first loved me. That's right. But it was almost like I, I was. He didn't hold me in arm's reach, but I did because I didn't, I didn't understand it. I didn't right. see the value that he saw about me. But once you discover just how much he does love you, that his opinion of you, because of who you are in him, he commends his love towards you. There's a continuation. There's an outpouring right. of that type of love. That's right. Then the chance of the enemy being able to come in and condemn you, that it becomes null and void. That's right. Why? Because you know that the one that if you reject it would be your accuser. Now you've got an advocate with a father. And he that watches over you neither sleeps nor slumbers. Amen. That he continuously makes intercession right. on behalf of his saints. Right. His love, what's interesting, it says he commended his love, but the, the way that should really be broken down is his own or his type of love. That's right. And so, folks, listen, he didn't give us the type of love like mankind can, that, that's fickle, that's based right. upon, well, I love you if you'll do this for me. I love you if you're performing for me. But it's a love that is, the, is, is his very own type. It's a, it's a love that is unique to him. It's, it isn't really meant to be a contrast between the, the love that, that he has versus the love that we have. Right. But what it is, it's, it's such a, a, a different and set-apart type of love that there's literally no comparison in the, in the universe to it. Right. And you say, listen, God commended. God is constantly giving His own type of love. And so you can say, well, I think that, or I, I love God, or I... There's no comparison to the love of God. Why? Because of that next part. While we were yet sinners. While we were yet. While we were in that place of, of, of despicability. While we were in that place of, of, of enmity. While we were in that place of variance and hatred against God. Mm-hmm. That, that He loved us. And so, folks, there's, there's a couple things that this reveals to us in that. First of all, that we did nothing to merit this whatsoever. That's right. That's right. That we couldn't clean ourselves up. We couldn't detox ourselves from sin. Yeah. We couldn't do those things. But we are identified as His enemies or, or those that were committed to sin. Now, I don't know about you, brother, but when I lived in sin, I was committed to sin. Oh, yeah. Amen. I considered myself very good at it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every single day I got up and I was thinking and conjuring up ways to, 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 to be more precise in my sin, to get a little bit deeper, to be better than the last guy at sin. Whatever the bondage was, I, I wanted to, to, to demonstrate it to another degree. You know, if you got drunk, you wanted to get drunker than everyone else. If you were just drinking, you wanted to be able to drink more. You, if, you, if you were chasing women, you wanted to, 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 to be able to claim more women to your bed than anyone right. else. It's that desire. 
But, but what about when, when we come and we have a commitment to Christ? What about, shouldn't we have the same uh, or, or even more so tenacity or veracity Amen. about serving God to that degree? You bet. Amen. To whom much is given, much is required. M- much more even, even right. is required. Amen. What have we been given? Much. Brother, we've been given everything. everything. That's right. We have been given everything. We have got everything. Right. He, has, he has withheld nothing good from those that That's walk right. uprightly. In our up, the good news about that is, is our uprightness is based upon the uprightness of His Son Jesus. That's right. And so everything is at our literal disposal in righteousness Amen. to walk in those type of things. Amen. Listen, you that were committed to sin, my question is, you were. People probably could look at areas of your life and say, man, they were a radical for the world. Are you a radical for Christ? Mm. You know, I, I think to myself as we visit and I preach church, at churches and I, I meet people in different fellowships or denominations, whatever it may be, if you see all these people that are talking, well, you know, you're, you're, that's your time, you're being radical, and that's your point. My question is, and I've asked people this, hey, tell me about when you used to be the radical one. Right. And what happened? Right. That you decided that it wasn't worth it. And you got to see the response I get from people. Right. Because number one, they can never point to it and said that there was a time in my life where I was the one that people were saying, man, I can't believe them. They're the ones that are on the cusp. They're the ones that are on the cutting edge. And number two, when you put them in that, even if they thought they were at one time, what happened? Right. Why is their, why is their love grown cold? Why have they, they waxed cold in their faith towards Christ Jesus? Folks, listen. I don't care if you're our age. You're, you're 40, 41. I don't care if you're 21. I don't care if you're 18 right. or 81. You know, right. it, it should not change. You should not deviate. You should have that same. If you're if you're up in age, you should have the attitude of Caleb that says, "You know what, man? I may be up in age, but I'm able to go and possess my mountain." That's right. If you're young, you know, the the word says that the glory of the young men is their strength. Mm-hmm. You know, I see young people all the time. That young people should be the radicals. You know. We out radical the radicals many times. That's, that's comes right. time to worship God. Man, we're the ones jumping and praising the Lord. We're, we're the ones that don't mind sharing our faith. We're the Amen. ones that don't, don't mind denying ourselves. Come on, folks, step up. That's right. Come step on. up to the plate right. and be the radical for the kingdom of God. Be the one that allows the light of Jesus not only to shine to you, but to allow the light of Jesus to shine through you. Amen. And see, brother, that's the beauty. That's what allows an X-ray to be an X-ray. Right. And I said, you know, that's what the light is. It's like an x-ray. Because an x-ray, the reason that it exposes, shows things, because that x-ray penetrates through the that's source. Right. That's right. And so the hardness, it shows. And so, folks, we need to allow the Word of God to come on through us, to penetrate us, to affect us, to expose us. That way we can rid ourselves of anything that would hinder the passage of light through us. That's right. And we need to, we need to be that, that outsource. We need to get light to come into us that it can pour out of us. We need to be broken so we can be spilled out. We need to be empty so we can be filled up. We need to pour ourselves out so we can pour ourselves into other people. And so it reveals that we did nothing to those things. We didn't have to get cleaned up. There was nothing redeemable in us apart from His love for us. And secondly, I love this. It, it it, It says that while you were yet... What did it say? While you were yet sinners? While His love commends is in the present tense... This part yet is in the past tense. That's right. Now, That's right. think about this, and we've been talking about this right. this morning. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. That's right. Old things are passed away, all things are become new. Now, think about this. In verse 18, and all things, how many things? All things. Part of the things? Mm-hmm. Just all your things. drug addiction? No, Just everything. your sex addiction? No, all things 
uh, are of God who has reconciled us to himself. To be reconciled means to be brought back into that, that God's favor. That we've been brought back to that place of favoring God. Reconciled to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Folks, listen, every single one of us that call Christ Jesus Lord have been given the ministry of reconciliation. We've been right. handed those two. Who was the great reconciler but Jesus Christ? Right. And so when he ascended upon high, we, we talk about Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verses 9, 10, 11, and 12. But it says that he who, who, who ascended first gave gifts unto men. And what was that gift? It was the ministry of reconciliation. Right. It was he deposited in each and every one of us through the light of the word. To be able to take that same light that he was. And he said that light was the light of men. That's right. And so folks, he has deposited that light <coughs> in us and given us that responsibility to allow us to be that, that transient agent to transfer that light into other people's lives. Now check this out in 2 Corinthians 5, 19. To wit, or as a result of, God was in Christ or, and he reconciled the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them or not putting in deposit that we've been have been imputed with righteousness. He has deposited his righteousness into our accounts uh, unto them and has committed to us that, that word of reconciliation. And so not only has he given us the ministry of reconciliation, but he's given us the word of reconciliation as well. And so he's not only given you the task, but he's given you the tool. Right. Amen. And see folks, that's what I love about it. God will not Amen. give you the task without giving you the tool. He will not go and say and go put that board on the wall without handing you a nail to drive it in. That's right. And so you're thinking, well, I know what God wants me to do, but I still feel like I'm able to do it. Folks, listen, when God gives you the task, He gives you the tool. He'll, right. he'll equip you to do that. Pastor, I was working in the financial industry uh, when, when God opened up the, the, the opportunity for me to preach the gospel. I, I, I maybe preached in a pulpit one time in my whole life. And it was for about 15 minutes when I was 18 years old. A door suddenly opened up, and I won't go into the whole testimony just because of lack of time. But I went from having never done it to overnight right. preaching three times a week, at least three times a week, right. instantaneously. Why? Because God gave me the task. But with that task, what did He give me? He gave me the tool to be able to do That's that. Right. And, it, and it, 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 it transcended my ability. It transcended anything that I had been taught, anything that I learned. When I stepped into that place of obedience, there were tools that came with that place Amen. of obedience. Amen. It's like going to a work with a company. You say, well, what do I need? And they say, you don't need anything. Just show up. We'll provide the uniform That's for you. Right. Come on. We'll provide the tools. We'll provide the transportation. Come on. Guys, listen, it's the exact same thing with Christ Jesus. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But once we got changed and we were transformed in Christ Jesus... He gave us the uniform. He gave us the robe of righteousness. He gave us the tools to walk those things out. He Come gave on. us everything to do that. And then what do we do? We do. Therefore, with joy shall we draw waters from the wells of salvation. That source is inside of us. But well, you're not sitting there waiting on God to equip you. For you, you guys that are out there uh, uh, hanging your hat on your inability, God never came for your ability. That's right. While you were yet a sinner, He found you. When you were destitute, when you were an enemy mm. to Him, He found you. He called. It's just like somebody looking for standing on the corner waiting for a day labor truck to come by. They're out there and they don't know what... They're, they're just willing right. to work. That's right. They don't know. It could be a landscaper coming and picking them up that day. They're going to landscape that day. It, it could be a sheetrocker picking them up that day. They're going to sheetrock. Right. It could right. be a painter picking them up. 
What are they? They're just standing out there in the corner, and they're willing to do whatever it is to receive that wage for the day. Right. Folks, you were you were that one standing at a spiritual day labor uh, building Come when on. Jesus came by. You may not have known what he was. You may have not have known the trade of of, of of Christ the King. But when he came and he picked you up, and you might have looked in the window and he's and, and he but he didn't ask you. Have you ever been a minister of reconciliation? That's right. Because he knew that what he was calling you to do, no one had ever been able to do. Right. He knew that you could not have those tools. Otherwise, you would not be standing where you were. Amen. Amen. And so when he came and he showed up, he just said, get in the truck. That's right. And just be, have confidence in me that I'm going to give you the tools, that I'm going to equip you for the ministry of reconciliation. Right. Well, I don't know what that is. He said, I know you don't know what it is. But I'm going to equip you for the ministry of reconciliation. I've never done it before. I know you have it. But you're about to get more Come opportunities on. to do it than you ever thought you could have. Come on. <laughs> then he said, now then. What? Now, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though uh, God did beseech you by us and we pray you in Christ's stead, be you reconciled unto God. Basically, he said, come on guys. We're testimonies. Get with it. For he hath made him to be sin for us or that sacrifice for sin who knew no sin. He was that sin offering that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He said, yeah. guys, listen. I'm paying the price. I'm going to be the offertory sacrifice. We, we talked about it in Romans 3.25 that he became that propitiation. He was a justifier. Right. In, in chapter 4 we saw that everything that we do is strictly by faith. When he stops in, in front of that thing he says, do you want the wage? And he says, get in. That, we, that he says, listen, I'm going to equip you. I'm going to enable you. I'm going to empower you to do those type of things. And, and, and you do it. But the key on that, I believe, Pastor, is the fact that it was yet. How many preachers are standing behind pulpits in this day and age and they're telling them in the present tense? They don't tell them in the, in the present tense that God commends His love. That there's an empowerment that is working in you day by day. It's a present tense. It's going to empower you. It's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. It's going to allow you to walk in holiness. It's going to allow you to walk in deliverance. It's not a 12-step. And if it wasn't 12-step, right. it's two to the aisle and ten to the altar. Come it's on. forgiveness right. and deliverance and it's Come hope on. and peace and joy. And it's not this up and down thing. And That's we're not right. telling people that one day you're going to be uh, serving God, but this way you're going to have your ups and downs. No, that's not what the Bible says. That's right. It says He commended. He's constantly, every single day, and that perfect love casts out all fear. It casts out all doubt. That's it right. casts out all sickness. It casts out all those bondages that are in our life. That's right. But they'll stand there, and they won't preach that in the present tense, no. but they'll preach that next part in the present tense. You know, you're just an old sinner saved by grace. I don't know who he's preaching to. He certainly, if, he, if that's the case, he, he needs to just get them saved. Because it says, yet sinners. Yet sinners. That's right. Past tense. That's right. That that's who you were. Folks, listen, I'm not a sinner. Does that, does that mean I never sin? No. I, I may sin, but I'm not committed to sin anymore. That's right. Not bound by it anymore. I'm not bound by it. I may miss the mark on a daily basis, but you know what I'm doing? I'm forgetting those things that are behind. That's right. And I'm pressing towards the mark Amen. for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Amen. Jesus. Amen. Before, you know what I was pressing for? I was pressing into darkness. That's right. But now that we're walking in the light, we're walking circumspectly and not as fools. Right. I was a fool then. Now I'm a fool for Christ Jesus. Right. I believe what He said and I'm going to walk in obedience to those type of things. Much more than, verse 9, we are being justified. We didn't have the ability as sinners but if you come to Christ Jesus now, you are a saint. That's right. You are recognized and you are identified with Him. Folks, sinners don't go to heaven. Sinners right. go to hell. And That's so if right. you're just a poor old come sinner, on. you're really not saved by grace. You're just a come poor on. old sinner That's walking right. in the bondages of the flesh and you need to come to Christ Jesus right. and allow the influence of grace to change and to transform who you are in Christ right. Jesus. Why? Because much more we've been 
justified through Christ Jesus type of faith. Amen. And so, Pastor, we're justified by what? His blood. Right. It's not of ourselves, lest any man should boast. It's that gift that, that God has put before us. We are justified by the blood of Jesus, and now we're going to be saved from the wrath of God through Him. Amen. And we're not appointed under that day of wrath. That's right. Amen. God has delivered us and liberated us from the bondages Amen. of the wrath Amen. to come because of who we are. Folks, I want to encourage you. Believe the Word of God. Believe what it says uh, uh, that He can do for you. That's right. Because we said here as testimonies of the change and the transformation. Pastor, listen, we're out of time. Can you believe that's a... I believe so someone said it's the third fastest hour on the internet. Amen. Guys, listen, we're out of time, but we will be back here tomorrow at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. We encourage you to come back. I got one bit of advice for you today. Get into God's Word, and God's Word will get into you.